Good morning, hello, and welcome to the Conservative Crusader. My name is GOP Josh. Thank you for tuning in on this Wednesday edition. Uh, I know you all are, I know you've heard this day after day now, but my interview with Mark Pukita, candidate for U.S. Senate, has been out for since Saturday now. And if you haven't already listened to it, make sure you go to gopjosh.com slash show. It's the first thing you see on the page. Or you can go to wherever you get your podcasts. Go to the conservative chat with Mark Bukita. It's on the same RSS feed and everything. You can see it right underneath yesterday's episode if you go to all the episodes on your platform. And while you're there, if you're on the the Apple Podcasts app, you can click on the Conservative Crusader where you're listening to this. You can scroll down past six or seven episodes and rate the show five stars. Very easy. It is free. Liberals have been tanking my my ratings, calling this show agitprop. We know that's not true. With your help, we can make it just appear a little bit better in the algorithm. So Russia has thrown a curveball in this entire Ukraine debacle with a troop withdrawal. Russia announced on Tuesday that it will withdraw some of its troops from the Ukrainian border. But KYIV, Washington, and NATO all appeared skeptical of the news. Uh, Moscow has amassed upwards of 150,000 troops near Ukraine's borders, sparking fears that the Kremlin could soon launch a military insurgent against Kyiv. Russia has denied these accusations. Details on the drawdown were sparse, however, and Kyiv, Washington, and NATO all expressed skepticism of the announcement. Outstanding questions. It was unclear from the announcement just how many troops would be withdrawing after the exercises. The announcement also did not mention the troops in Belarus for military exercises, which are scheduled to end Sunday. No one is convinced yet. Ukrainian Foreign Minister uh, Dmytro Kuelba was skeptical of the announcement. We're in Ukraine. We have a rule. We don't believe what we hear. We believe what we see. If a real withdrawal follows these statements, we believe in the beginning of a real de-escalation. NATO Secretary Jens Stoltenberg similarly said the alliance had not seen any de-escalation on the ground, but expressed cautious op- optimism because Moscow offered to engage in diplomacy. Diplomacy. I don't think any reasonable government wants to get into a world war. Any kind of war. I think right now, Russia knows that Joe Biden is senile. I think they know that they can push the limits and we won't get involved. I'm an isolationist. I don't want us to get involved. But they know that President Trump would be calling him every single day until he stopped. Joe Biden is not doing the same. Joe Biden is not putting on any pressure on the Putin administration to stop these attacks on Ukraine. We should not always be the middleman. America should not be who is looked towards to solve all nation or worldwide conflict. There are other nations who can who can what's the word save themselves, protect themselves than the United States. We don't have to be the world's good man. We don't have to be the person that Ukraine, that Israel look to to save them. Our allyships with some of these nations have done nothing for us besides waste our money and hurt our troops. 
And if we go to Ukraine to stop Russia, not only will China probably attack either Taiwan or us, Russia will probably attack us. And then we're going to have our troops in Ukraine. We're going to have a smaller force here on the on our nation, and we're going to have more of our, our people dead. We do not have to stand up for every other nation. We do not have to be the world's armed guard. America should protect America, put our taxpayers first, put us first, ahead of illegal immigrants, ahead of the Ukrainian people. Do I want Ukraine to get usurped by Russia? I don't really care. Do I want Taiwan to get taken by China? Absolutely not. But do I know that's not our place to get involved? Yes. If there is a reasonable threat against us and our our American people, we should get involved at that point. If there is an attack on us or attack on our people, just like Pearl Harbor happened in World War II and we didn't get involved until Pearl Harbor. We should not get involved before we are provoked. We should not get involved to protect our allies who will not protect themselves. And we should not spend billions of billions of dollars of American money trying to protect other nations. So if if Putin is actually withdrawing troops, I, I applaud Putin for that. If he's actually pulling back and he's done pushing the limits, I applaud Putin for that. Today was supposed to be the day of attack, according to uh, reports I'm reading. So if he withdraws the troops, I don't know what time it is in Russia, so I don't know if it's the 17th or not, but if he withdraws the troops, he doesn't attack today, that's a good sign. I'm scared of Putin. I'm not scared of Putin, I should say. I'm scared of what's going to happen if Biden gets involved with Putin and gets involved trying to protect Ukraine. Because this isn't an America first administration. This is a a, a war first, a, a, a neo-lib globalist administration. I don't support getting in endless wars. I don't support getting in world wars. I don't support getting another Cold War. So if Putin is withdrawing and he's deciding to to stop what he's trying to do, what he what he's what he's pushing for, I, I applaud him for that. I truly do. It should have never gotten to this point. And I applaud Biden for not sending troops to Ukraine. Because if Russia does attack, unless we send our troops, unless we send our men to die, Ukraine will only only survive for another 3 to 12 days. That's conservative. So instead of sending our guns, instead of sending our men, we cannot stop Russia from taking Ukraine. Unless we send our men. And I don't think our men should be sent to to die in these nations. Because we'll never take down Russia. We'll never take down the Chinese Communist Party in China. So getting involved would make basically no sense anyway. It would have no benefit whatsoever for the American people. And instead of threatening wars with these nations, we need to bring manufacturing back to America. 
as I applaud Ohio for doing with with Intel. We need to bring bring our jobs back here. We don't need to spend as much money on military by bringing our military manufacturing equipment back here. And stop getting in so many wars. Lower the national debt. Stop getting in wars. Spend the money on ourselves instead of other people and other nations that don't care about us. And it's that it's that plain and simple. I don't I don't, I don't care about some nation on the eastern side of the world when our western side of the world, when America is getting attacked on our border, is having these vaccine mandates causing these truckers to riot. Not riot. Riot's not the right word. Protest. I could care less about a foreign interference right now. We have more important problems on our own shores, on our own, in our own country, that we don't need to be getting involved in every other foreign war. We don't need to get involved in every other foreign military conflict. Because America needs to put, be put first by our American people and by our American government. And obviously, I don't want to see Ukraine fall. I don't want to see Taiwan fall. But right now, we have too many problems in our own nation to try to just try to hop into every other nation's conflicts. That, that That's not where we should be. That's not where we should be. Let's look at what we're going to talk about. I don't think I have enough time for for another for another segment, do I know? But I do have time for this little bit of something interesting. Nearly a quarter of Americans get news from podcasts. About a quarter of U.S. adults, 23%, say they get news from at least sometimes from podcasts. And this is talking about Spotify and Joe Rogan. We have more news about Spotify and Joe Rogan after the break. The share of Americans who say they often get news from podcasts is 7%. Uh, twice as many get it sometimes. Half of Americans say they never get news from podcasts. There is uh, still quite a lot of growth potential. In in 2020, the number was uh, very, very low. But but uh, but now it's it's a lot higher with about uh, 20, maybe 20, 20 some percent getting their news from podcasts. Older adults are less likely to, uh, younger adults are are uh, college educated are more likely to, people with higher incomes are more likely to, Democrats are more likely to get news from podcasts. So there's obviously some growth potential for, the, this is a Pew Research study, growth potential for podcasting, obviously. And I hope that if you are one of the 23% who at least sometimes get their news from podcasts, I do hope that we are your number one choice here at the Conservative Crusader at gopjosh.com. And if we're not, let me know how we can improve. Uh, Josh at gopjosh.com. That email line is open 24 hours a day. Um, I, I don't think any of your emails have gone to spam. I have tried to respond to all the emails, uh, either here on the show or just responding to the email. Let me know how we can improve. And if you are a fan of the podcast, but you don't get notifications, you just get us from Twitter, make sure you go into your preferred podcasting platform. I'm looking at Apple Podcasts here on my phone, pressing the little plus icon in the top right corner, and you can get notifications every time an episode is uploaded. I have Spotify installed. I do not have Spotify installed. And Google Podcasts is pretty simple as well. Um, Just search the Conservative Crusader. You'll see a big subscribe button. Just click that subscribe button, 
You can uh, then select if you want to auto-download new episodes or get new episode notifications. Turn those both on if you'd like, and then you'll get notifications when we upload brand new episodes here, The Conservative Crusader. And write us five stars wherever you get your podcasts. I shout out all of the ratings that have messages on my Twitter page, negative or positive. I, I comment on them usually. So make sure you follow me over there as well, GOP Josh 20 Gab is at GOP Josh, which is my favorite platform, the, the best alt-tech platform so far. I will be talking about Trump's truth social after the break, as well as Joe Biden promising to work like the devil to bring down gas prices. His plan fails. Or after strategic oil reserve plan, uh, fail. January 6th committee subpoenas Pennsylvania State Senator Doug Mastriano and Neil Young's music quietly returns to Spotify. My name is GOP Josh. We'll be right back after this. Welcome back. This is the Conservative Crusader. We're going to start by the last article I teased. Neil Young bringing his music back to Spotify ever so quietly. I want to verify this before I talk about this. I meant to do this before the show. How do, how do I just go to the the Spotify player? Here we go. Serge Neil Young. Would you look at that? Verified artist Neil Young back on Spotify. At least some of his music is, not all of it, but some of it is. This is an article from Outkick. Neil Young's music is back on Spotify. Last month, Young removed his library from Spotify after the service refused to censor Joe Rogan. But a few weeks later, Neil Young's quiet Neil Young's team quietly re-uploaded his music, says Fox Business. That's what you call an unsuccessful boycott. Young cried that Rogan was spreading false information about vaccines, potentially causing death to both who believe the disinformation. Uh, causing death to those who believe the misinformation. He told Spotify he can have Rogan or Young, not both. Spotify chose Rogan, but added that it hopes Young would return soon. He returned soon indeed. He's back already. Kind of interesting to me. That, you know, you, you can't, you, you can't shut off. From Spotify. If you want to be an artist in the 21st century, you cannot shut off from Spotify. Just like I don't try to shut off from from Spotify with my podcast. I, I don't try to shut off from from Apple Podcasts, from these big tech platforms that I don't agree with. But you still have to be on them on them to grow. That's why I don't have. That's why I haven't deleted Twitter. You know, you have to have these platforms to grow. You have to have these platforms to 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 gain any ground. In these wars, and you have to fight them on their own battlefield when it comes to these culture wars. And the fact that Spotify stood up for Joe Rogan, the fact that Neil Young is back, is exactly what I could have told you what happened. And, and I'm not surprised. Without without the uh, without Spotify, he lost like seven dollars a month. I don't know how much his actual streaming revenue was, and it was like sixty percent of his streaming revenue, if I remember correctly. You you can't be a successful musician without Spotify. In in, in the twenty first century, you just it, it can't happen. And, and I applaud 
um, Spotify for sticking to their guns, sticking to Joe Rogan's side. And and you know it, it's 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 not surprising that he's back whatsoever. I'm glad he is back. To be honest, I, I like people having the choice of music. I don't listen to Neil Young. Like I said, I didn't know who he was before this this news came out. But you know we are we are we are just just chilling with our average our average Neil Young fans. The whole seven of them listening to his music still on. Spotify, or back to Spotify, I should say. After most of them have left Spotify. Let's see. Oh no, they have taken Neil Young's category off of Apple Music. Oh no. (laughs) That's funny. Because there was a category that says, We love Neil Young! Spotify doesn't, but they do. And and he's back. I I didn't expect him to stay gone for long. Like I said, I I, I couldn't host this podcast without Spotify. I use an... a service from Spotify, if I can think of what words I want to use today, to upload the podcast, so I, I obviously couldn't have my podcast without Spotify. But he's back on the platform. And, and President Trump is back on the social media, even if it is his own platform. Former President Donald Trump is preparing for his return to social media, posting his new message on a beta version of eagerly awaited new platform, Truth Social. Get ready, your favorite president will see, see you soon. The shared screenshot once again made the former president a trending topic on social media giant that banned him from using it even while he was in the White House. Time for some truth, Don Jr. wrote on Tuesday night, getting nearly 47,000 likes by early Wednesday. Supposed to launch as early as Monday. I have... um, I have the pre-order set, so as soon as it launches, I'll have it on my phone. But I want to read an article about... uh, This is an older article. About Truth Social. A mocked up screenshot from the site advertised the user Jack's Beard with the handle at Jack, the one Dorsey used on the site he co-founded. The platform looks pretty nice. It looks like a, a, a better version of, of Trump, or of Twitter, I'm sorry, why did I say Trump? The pretend messages you advertise Truth Social show, so, social Show at Jack telling someone to remove a powerful user's account and post a clear nod to Trump's controversial removal from Twitter. And this is an article from January 24th. Trump's Truth Social Developing Content Moderation Practices to Ensure Family-Friendly Community. Banning porn is okay. Banning banning um, explicit content is okay. But this is this has a hate speech plot, uh, policy. Let's see here. Let me find where I want it to be. Where was it at? Where was that? I know it was in this article somewhere. I read it the other day. Just never actually mentioned it. They have moderation that is universal. Um, Trump's Truth Social wants to be the most family-friendly app by using Silicon Valley AI company to auto-moderate Sexually explicit content and posts that include violence, bullying, hate speech, and spam. That 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 second to last one is the most important hate speech. Hate speech and Silicon Valley AI is the exact way that Twitter took down President Trump. Twitter took down thousands of people because they were listening to a Twitter space one night. We covered that on the show. Having a hate speech policy. Having a 
easy way to take anyone down for spreading hate speech, which has no clear definition, is going to be the downfall of Truth Social. It is going to be the downfall of the, of this President Trump platform. Hate speech is basically the grounds that President Trump had, or Twitter had, to ban President Trump. Keeping those same grounds, keeping the same ideas of hate speech moderation. And I hate using the word hate speech. You, you can't... You, you can't define hate speech. There, there is no way to truly define hate speech because it is, it is a, a made-up term used to target these, 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 these harsh ideas, the ideas you disagree with. And Truth Social could, be, could, could take down people the same way. And it's it's concerning there, but but I support President Trump. I am looking forward to to this this platform. I'll be on it at GOP Josh. Hopefully, maybe even at Josh if I can get it. Probably not, but I'll, I'll try my best to get at Josh. That would be extremely cool. And then I think we have a little bit more. Like Joe Biden promising to work like the devil, which is a terrible choice of words for someone who considers himself a Catholic, to bring down gas prices after strategic oil reserve release fails. Joe Biden promised Monday to continue working to bring down the price of gasoline. I'm going to work like the devil to get prices down. The price of gasoline has spiked against, uh, again after the president announced on November 23rd he would release 50 million barrels of oil to keep the prices down. The average price of gasoline was 237 when Biden took office, as high as 341 in November 2020. One before he released oil from a strategic oil, strategic oil reserves in time for the Thanksgiving holiday season. It only fell to 327 before starting to tick to tick up again. The average gas prices are up to 348 a gallon, while in some places across the country, drivers are expecting to pay five to six dollars a gallon. You can't pay that much for gas. You you reasonably cannot pay that much for gas. Let's see if I can find the clip where he says, work like the devil. Gas prices down, which I'm going to work in to make sure that we keep strengthening the supply chains to bring the cost of energy and everything else and the goods that come to America down by helping the ports 24-7, by changing a whole range of things that, you know, what's happened with COVID, COVID has caused significant increase in prices in the supply chain. I'm going to work like the devil to bring... There what it was. It was at the beginning of the clip before I had the my computer unmuted. I would not use that term to describe something I'm going to do. But unfortunately, we are almost out of time, and I have to get to one more very important article about Senator Doug Mastriano in Pennsylvania being subpoenaed by January 6th committee. Was asked by the January 6th Select Committee to hand over documents and information about efforts to name a slate of alternative electoral college electors for former President Donald Trump. That was way too fast. <laughs> the committee cited a November 28th, 2020 tweet by Mastriano that said he was pushing to have Pennsylvania legislature appoint legislate appoint electors after Joe Biden's win in Pennsylvania. Mastriano has been an ardent supporter of President Trump and was involved in an attempt to conduct a so-called forensic audit on the 2020 election in Pennsylvania. Doug Mastriano standing up for election integrity 
has been subpoenaed, basically. Asked to hand over documents. Sending alternative electors is not anti-constitution. If a fraud, if an audit came out and was done and it proved fraud, having an alternative slate in electors is the only way to legitimately put forward who actually won in the state. Asking for alternative electors before doing an audit is not a crime. It's not a bad thing. It's actually good to help save the country if there has to be a, a some fraud that's exposed. I, I applaud Senator Mastri, uh, Mastriano. And, you know, they're going to subpoena anyone. It wouldn't surprise me if I get subpoenaed. I mean, I, I talk about the election a lot on here. I'm, I haven't been as vocal as some others who have been subpoenaed. But, you know, they're working their way down. Who knows? Maybe I'll be broadcasting from Washington, D.C. one day. <laughs> My name is GOP Josh. This has been The Conservative Crusader. And we'll be back tomorrow with a brand new episode on the Thursday edition, but today is the Wednesday edition. Make sure you follow me on Twitter, GOP Josh 20, Instagram, GOP Josh 20, Gab, GOP Josh, GOP Josh.com. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs>